Hi, this is Jeff Coburn with Disney at Play. We are back on day two of Genie Plus with more insights. Well, insights as to whether you need Genie Plus at all. Having spent a day at the Magic Kingdom using this new feature, we take a day to do without and see if there's any impact as we spend a day at Disney's Hollywood Studios without using Lightning Lane, Genie Plus, any of this. We also catch you up on some of the things that have happened the day before and ongoing issues, as well as kind of share with you insights as to what you may want to do as you think through your next park visit. So be sure to stay with us on this podcast. There's so much. And make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Uh, whether it's uh, with your podcast provider or at Disney at Play, Disney at, um, at work.com because we will send you notifications as new posts and podcasts come out. Well, let's go to um, what has happened since my previous podcast. My previous podcast, we had an opportunity to spend... Um, time at the Magic Kingdom. We used Genie Plus. It wasn't working on my uh, iPhone. And so I ended up having David Zanola book my um, Genie Plus selections. I had purchased the $15 Genie Plus selection. I had also actually purchased the Select Plus um, over at Rise of the Resistance at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, that never really ended up happening after I left. I ended up with other activities and another event that evening and never did get over to the studios to really check that out. Although the attraction did end up closing several times um, during the day and and that is a, a big issue in my opinion. Um, it was interesting because during the day uh, as I was trying to go through all of this um, I ended up with a text from one of my daughters, um, in which she goes, oh my gosh, question mark, question mark. And then she posts, uh, individual attraction selection costs, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, $9, Runaway Railway, $8, Rise, 15 Space Mountain, 7 Seven Dwarfs, 10 Frozen Ever After, 9 Flight of Passage, 11 Everest, 7 So she was like, and then my son comes, wait, what does this mean? This is for fast passes? And then another daughter goes in, yes, it is. And and my son goes, not cool. And, and then one of my daughters goes, Disney is running low on money since the pandemic hit. So they're grasping on straws. At which point I respond and I say, I don't understand how you don't know this. I produce podcasts on this and you don't listen. And so I am happy to say that one of my sons repented on that and actually did listen to my podcast, loved the little um, West Wing uh, dialogue that David and I did when we talked about how this this uh, whole thing was announced at the end of Friday. Um, any rate, so this is, this is the problem with my children. I have I have six children and five of them do live here in Orlando. Um, some of my kids 
go my two youngest kids go to the park fairly often um my three older kids don't go so much and part of it is and it's kind of crazy because they do have access to complimentary passes it is kind of a hassle with complimentary passes to get into the park because you're dependent on your in-law or you know or some member of your family um but the other aspect of it is is my kids have my kids have never paid for Disney all these years. When they were young, I worked for Disney, um, and we just we had a we had a silver pass, and we could go every day if we wanted to, and we went a lot so much that um, I usually ended up on the report of one hundred um, individuals who who used the most passes every quarter. So I had to visit. Dana Morgan, who is the executive vice president of the company, in which we became good friends. We ended up talking about family. She just knew I wasn't taking advantage of the system or selling the tickets on the side. It's just we went as a family. We, I, I think even back in in the '90s, I estimated that that really this was a benefit to the tune of about eighteen thousand dollars a year if you were to buy the passes. Um, and they were much, they were half the price of what they are now. So, um, any rate, my kid and my kids have grown up Disney. They don't, you know, feel like they need to go. But they hadn't been. Uh, my two boys and my daughter-in-law had not been on Rise of the Resistance. They hadn't been on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And I really wanted to go with them. Um, my my son Braden had gone to D23 with me several years ago and we were in the audience when they announced Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So this was this was a that was such a big event. We heard the the excitement of everyone. By the way, I got the making of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I haven't had a chance to read that much, but um, I got that for my birthday and I got to tell you that is a promising book. There are some really interesting things that I did not know. Um, from re from the little I've read. So I'm very excited about reading that book. But more importantly, I was excited to take my kids. And so I used my birthday this last week. I have the same birthday as the Walt Disney Company, October 16th. Uh, no, I was not born in 1923, but October 16th is my birthday. And um, I said as a birthday gift, I want to spend time in the parks with my kids. So we we kind of organized this event yesterday to finally get to, out to the parks. And I, I, I kind of said to my oldest son, I said, I said now, because the rise, I really wanted them to see rise and experience it. Um, but it had broken down the first, you know, um, couple of times the first day of Genie Plus, And that made the queues really long that day. I said, you know, Cameron, uh, this this queue goes anywhere from 30 minutes to 240 minutes. Uh, do you want to buy the $15 option fast pass? I had to say it that way. Um, select pass is the correct nomenclature now um, for, for Lightning Lane. And, and he's just like, no, we're not going to spend that much money on it, you know, so... So, um, so we chose not to, to buy this. By the way, I, I need to do a little aside to this story and tell you 
about some other factors that were playing in all of this. When I couldn't use the app to actually book it, and I had to turn to David to do it, I wrote out um, messages first to the guest, the digital guest experience team saying, hey, I can't do this. I've done all these things and I can't use it. I didn't get any immediate response until well after I got back home later that day, at which point I get a message from Walt Disney World saying, thank you for your message. Hi there. Thanks for sharing your feedback about the My Disney Experience app with us. We received your message and a cast member will reply as soon as possible. We wanted to let you know that we're currently experiencing a very high volume of messages and it may take up to five business days to receive a response. Please know that we are working hard to assist all of our guests as quickly as we can. And then it goes on to say a few more things, which I got to tell you, I am so over. This is this is a business aside. I am so over every phone service, every call center service that you deal with. Every one of them says we're currently experiencing high call volume. It how is it how is it that all of them all the time seem to be experiencing high call volume? All that said and done, five business days. That's it. That's totally inadequate, and I doubt that I will ever hear from this team. I did, however, provide feedback to the digital guest experience team, and when I got back home later that day. Um, I did receive an actual response, legitimate, not an AI response, but an actual response from um, Stephania from Digital Support. Hi, James. Thanks for contacting the Digital Guest Experience team. We greatly appreciate your experience in the Disney app and apologize for any frustrations you've had. We'd love to help and get you back to the magic, but we need a bit more information about the experience issue you're experiencing. Please tell us as much as you can about the issue and we'll get right back to work specifically so we could troubleshoot where in the app were you trying to book? Lightning lane selections, i.e. my day or tip board. So there are a couple of different places where you can make those selections if you didn't know. You'll, you can play with that in the app. Um, in truth, the answer to that question is I did all in my day tip board and it seemed like one other location. I was trying anything and everything. Can you please provide a screenshot of what you were seeing? I sent that. What attractions are you trying to select? All of them, any of them, many times any of them. And are you using cellular data or in-park Wi-Fi? Both was the situation. I tried it at home at 6.30 in the morning and then I tried it many times in the park. While we are troubleshooting, you may wish to try uninstalling and reinstalling the My Disney Experience app. This sort of gives a fresh start and tends to fix a few issues, which I did. I did that actually before I got in the park. I did that in the park. I then came to a conclusion after I saw this letter. You know, I had my phone had broken over the weekend and the day before this, so I could be able to, to do this podcast, I made sure I had a phone. So I went to Verizon and got a... Um, iPhone 12. I can't get a 13 because they're not available yet. I mean, they will be in in about four weeks. Availability will will be there, but right now it's not available. So I I just got a 12 to get me to do something, right? To get me through and and take care of my needs, uh, both here and everything else I do. And um, 
But I re realized when I got this letter, hey, sometimes when you get a new phone, it's still on the old, some older software. So I actually, before I responded to these folks, did a couple of things. I actually went in and um, updated all the software on the phone to make sure it was okay. Then I reloaded again the My Disney Experience app. I also turned it on, turned it off, all that kind of stuff. And then I went, so I could have the benefit of sharing with them yesterday what was going on. I actually went in and purchased, interesting that the purchase is, that goes through every time. I ended up purchasing the $15 Genie Plus thing for Disney's Hollywood Studios. I couldn't afford to do it for all my kids, but I thought at least to see if this works, I'd like to see you know if that's doable. And after having done all of that and putting out $15 for myself, yeah, it didn't work. I'm still getting messages saying it's not working. And so very disappointing. And, um, and that comes, that's true of select experiences as well as the regular. I did have David kind of put out a slinky dog reservation for one uh, around five o'clock in the evening. Um, but I ended, I didn't end up using the slinky dog reservation. We ended up being somewhere else doing something else. And it was only for one person. And, um, so I spent $15 and got nothing out of yesterday. And I say nothing because there is two sections to this. One is the tip board and one is the my day. The tip board is really an exaggerated, uh, a more detailed view of how, what are the ride weights at this point, what it looks like for the rest of the day, an estimate um, based on little bars that really are not helpful. And then, um, and then the option to actually purchase or a select pass for the two or to um, uh, acquire a Genie Plus Lightning Lane for something like Star Tours or something or a Slinky Dock, as we mentioned. Um, that's okay. That's fine if it works. The other is the My Day. And this is based on the idea that you're inputting certain information up front. You know, you love Disney princesses. You love fireworks. I want to eat at this restaurant. And it's supposed to spit back options to you. I can tell you that is the biggest waste. I will study it further. But in two days, I have not seen anything that is aligned at all with my interests. They just are simply showing you what is available, i.e. Magic Carpets of Agrabah. And, and it's not helpful at all. And, the, and we're going to talk about the audio files another day. I've got a special podcast for that. But it's just not not really at the least bit helpful and in fact i kind of miss being able to see on my phone you know you had a list of my plans and you could see okay i've got a fast pass this day and a food reservation this day and that type of thing now you can't see that you could still see it on the computer and by the way you can't on a computer um use the um genie plus you can't make reservations from there you have to be on a on a mobile device Anyway, all of this has been occurring, and I'm trying to get the best understanding possible of what this is all about. So I went through the effort of purchasing a Genie Plus and giving them the, the feedback. Now, unfortunately, in 24 hours, I haven't heard back from them. I'd like to think I will at some point. I was impressed that they reached out to me with a very individualized message. 
I don't know, they may be overwhelmed. I don't think I'm the only one. In fact, I know I'm not the only one because when I was at the exp guest experience uh, Blue Umbrellas, they they told me others were having this problem. So I'm not the only one doing this. any rate, all of that means absolutely nothing to my experience at Disney's Hollywood Studios. We ended up getting over there around four, well, it was close to five o'clock for me by the time I got over to the studios in the evening. We had to wait for people to get off work and so forth. And we head over there and we first go over to um, Docking Base 7 to get some dinner. And, uh, and, uh, and we all sit down at dinner and I've been studying for the, for the last hour or so wait times. And it's been fluctuating between 90 minutes, 75 minutes, 85 minutes. It's in this time period. In fact, right as we're going to dinner, it's 75 minutes. I'm thinking this is probably as good as it's going to get, right? For Rise. And I'm very concerned because I really want them to go on Rise. I don't want to be in line for six, you know, 45 minutes and then wait and be told that the ride's down and you have to come back another time. And by the way, Rise Select Passes have been selling out by 9.930 in the morning. And they're the most expensive select passes. So it is not, it is not about paying the price. People are willing to pay a price to do select pass. It's about the, it's about, is the ride worth it? Because Ratatouille is brand new and fewer people have done Ratatouille and they're not having that kind of experience with Ratatouille or with Seven Dwarfs or with uh, Frozen Ever After, or with even Pandora, but with Rise, if you want to do that, you're going to, at this point, have to do it pretty early. In fact, I could see on a very crowded day when the when park hotels, resort hotels are full, you may not even, as a casual guest, be able to book something as popular as Rise at the beginning of the day. At any rate, I had gone to Cameron and said, hey, do you want to you know, book this the night before? But he was not the least bit interested in spending that kind of money. So here we were. I'm thinking, okay, how long is the line? Should we? I, and I would have told you, if you had been on the ride a couple of times, wait until about five minutes till the end of the day and get in line then. And you wouldn't have to wait very long. But this is the first time and I'm thinking it could close temporarily and we'd have to come back so we're gonna have to have a window want to have a window to come back so I'm talking at dinner and I'm saying okay I think we need to do rise first thing because we have a little baby granddaughter Maya's uh, our, our granddaughter's first day in the um, at Disney's Hollywood Studios she's been to the other parks um, we said why don't we do a parent switch which, by the way, is different now because they, they take your ticket and they run it. Maybe you've done a parent. I haven't done a parent switch in a while, so that was a little bit surprising with me. So I said, let's do this. Um, my daughter and daughter-in-law, why don't you take the baby while my sons and I go stand in the longer queue for the attraction. And then when you come back through, you get to go through the lightning lane, the fast pass lane, and get right onto the ride and you won't have to wait so long. So we all agreed to that and I headed off with my two sons 
to go stand in line and um, I will tell you this was the highlight of my birthday the rest of the world was forgotten nobody was on their mobile device it was the three of us just chatting in line masks included but we are just chatting in line you know is this all these caves this is you know this is their cue but it was still this amazing experience that I just don't even though we all get together for Sunday dinner I don't get a lot of time just with my two boys together and that went that 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 time in line just went like uh, quickly too quickly like like the time I've had with my sons over the years it's gone too quickly but we had this wonderful time and moreover it went too quickly because even though it was 85 minutes when we got in that queue we didn't spend more than 35 minutes in the queue itself before we got to the pre-show with Ray. So it went, there were a couple of times where everything stopped and it stopped for like about four or five minutes. It did that about twice. And I'm thinking, is the ride broken? Because, you know, Lightning Lane, you know, our fast pass, you know, putting those on, and in the old fast pass days, it was like three fast pass people to one standby in terms of allocation into the final queue. So I'm, it's not the lightning lane. This may be down, but whatever was happening, it only took us 35 minutes to go through that queue. And the rest was just wonderful. They were blown away by Rise of the Resistance. They found it incredibly cool. We talked about it the rest of the evening. It was a great experience. I've been on it over 30 times, but nothing I quite treasured like this moment on Rise. It was just awesome. We got off, met up with, met up with the girls, switched and took over the baby. The baby, uh, and we, and we just wandered around. I could have taken the baby in the two, uh, and my sons could have gone immediately. We could have done another attraction the time it took them to go on Rise then, because it's still, even with the lightning lane, it's still going to take you the better part of 30 minutes. It was a 30-minute queue over at Millennium Falcon, according to its stated time. I think it, based on what I could observe from the exterior, because we walked over by the Millennium Falcon, they wanted to take some photos. I think they would have been on the ride or in the Falcon inside by it within 20 minutes. Um, and, and this was what it looked like the rest of the evening. We then left after we were done with Rise. We went by Star Tours. We were going to go on Star Tours because they hadn't seen the most recent profile. Uh, but and I thought maybe we could switch off with the baby in there, but they don't allow you to switch off in there. You can switch off outside, but you can't switch off inside, which I thought was different at one point because I remember doing something comparable earlier and going down the one hallway that takes you from the loading to the disembarkation area. Um, but so we opted not to do it, but it was a walk on on Star Tours. We came around 
to Mickey and Minnie's. And the baby was being a little fussy, and I thought, we should do this before it gets too late, because they haven't done it before. It was stating 35 minutes. I said, you know, 35 minutes is about as good as it's going to get unless we do it right at the end of the day. And I don't know if she's going to last that long. Let's go ahead and do it. Oh, my goodness. It was walk-on to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. We literally, And they had a great experience going on that. That was totally different. Of course, we had a lot of reminiscing about the great movie ride and how much we missed it. That was hard. But... Um, we had a great time on that. We came out and my son, daughter-in-law and, and grandchildren, the, the baby was just ready to go to bed. It was, it was about 7.45 now, 8 o'clock. Now 7.45. And so they headed out. My son, my son and daughter, my other son and daughter, she wanted to do a little shopping. He and I went to the Tower of Terror, which is one of his favorites. Um, it was saying... 35 minutes to get on but we headed there we get to the wait time listed at the entrance and it states 20 minutes I look and we walk on into the lobby literally walked into the lobby and which I looked again at at the app and it said 13 minutes 13 minutes really means walk on it's just 13 is a, a great number to put there for it and literally did not wait to do Tower of Terror. Um, seven minutes in the boiler room, but that's it. Um, and that went fast. At the same time when we walked off, it was 35 minutes to rock and roller coaster. I wonder how long that really was. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't no more than 20 minutes at this point. It was 35 minutes to Slinky Dog. We could have gotten in queue for that two minutes prior to closing. In short, what I'm trying to tell you is we could have done, in the time period we have, having having started at 5.45 in the evening with rides, having finished dinner, we could have done the extended wait at rides. We could have done Millennium Falcon. We could have done Star Tours, Mickey and Minnie's, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Slinky Dog, even if we had taken one of those out, we could have easily done all of those. But if we had hustled and stayed focused, we could have done all of those in an evening. And the one thing we didn't do that whole time we were there was pay attention to Genie Plus. It was almost like Genie Plus was more hassle than help. We just got in line. Now, Results will vary for you. I get that. The fact of the matter is, we're still in this pandemic. The park is far emptier than the old good old days. And so there are no convention crowds. I was at a, um, my son-in-law gave us a timeshare last week. We were over, it was off of I Drive. I had a couple of nights there. I could tell you that place was empty, empty. Comparatively, there were people staying there, but it was empty compared to what it would have been two, two and a half years ago. There are no conventions. This is the time of year. This is not off season. This is the time of year where your convention crowds, your group business is done. The fall and the spring, and this can be some of the busiest times of the year. The fact that we don't have any of those makes last night different. However, 
May I also tell you that even if you had added another 12,000 people into that park, 10,000 of them would have been over at Fantasmic last night watching a show, and the other two, 3,000 would have been lined up over its, watching the Star Wars fireworks. In other words, offerings that are in the park, character meet and greets and so forth, other shows, are not yet back in the parks. And so that would be offsetting the current crowds. I'm not saying you're always going to be able to walk on all of those rides in the evening. But I will tell you that you could last night. And you probably will for the foreseeable future. And it probably wouldn't look too different when all the crowds do come back and all the entertainment and shows and rides and everything else, come, character meet and greets come back. So um, I certainly think that when things come back, I'm not so certain that if you hadn't come early in the morning, first thing, done two or three things there, and then done an, and then done shows and a couple other things. I mean, Star Tours is always almost walk on. If you'd done those things and then come back and done, gone, gotten on the Skyliner, gone back to your hotel pool, enjoyed the afternoon, come back in the evening, I'm not so certain you wouldn't have been able to enjoy the entire day, and you would never have had anything to do with Genie Plus. By the way, um, while we were at the Tower of Terror, the Beacons of Magic, Tower of Terror, beautifully lit, not different than Christmas. Uh, it's just a different overlay. It's kind of fun seeing people dancing at the Tip Top Club on, on top of the hotel. See, might maybe seeing what the hotel might have looked like in its former glory. Um, curiously, on the streets though, they were lining up already the holiday stars for the for holidays. Who says that they wait until after Halloween's over to start decorating? Um, they were already in that movement to go there, and I I don't even know if that beacons of magic thing is going to last during the holiday period because they they light it up in different ways with Muppets and and Christmas Carol and all those kinds of different things. I don't know what's going to happen there, but it was interesting to see that. We're going back to um, hopefully the Magic Kingdom next to kind of see. If we can't replicate the same thing without Genie Plus, um, because it if there was one park I would say might require Genie Plus, it would be the Magic Kingdom. David and I have spent a lot of time talking about what he calls stacking the deck towards the evening, putting maybe uh, doing some initial fast passes, but then um, putting the rest off or doing the doing others for evening hours as they come up in availability. One thing I just hate about Genie Plus is you can't select when you're going to do your fast pass time. It's just the next available one. That is a disappointing aspect of this. Uh, but we're gonna try, try some more things to get you better answers on this whole thing we call Genie, Genie Plus. But this gives you an idea, gives you hope in a way that maybe all of this craziness, go pay extra, doesn't really mean a whole lot. It's just an option that if you feel like, oh, I got to do it and I don't want to wait in line, you can do it. But otherwise, yeah, maybe you don't have to. If anything you should have gotten out of COVID is that if we all didn't have it, 
the cues are not so unreasonable um, because it's it was really the crazy number of people they put on FastPass that slowed down the standby line and made it unreasonable to just stand there. In Without FastPass or with or previous to Genie Plus, we were, there may have been a long line. It may have looked long, especially with social distancing, but the line was always moving and it got, you got on the ride and attraction in a reasonable amount of time, almost every time. Well, that does it for this Disney at Play podcast. I hope that this is giving you answers about what you want to do and where you may want to be. So stay tuned. There's more to come. In the meantime, we are glad you joined us. Always remember, follow the compass of your heart, no matter where you're at. Have a nice day. We'll see you real soon.